What's up, guys? It's Mike from LRMOnline.com, and we're bringing you another exciting episode of LRM TV Podcast, and this week we brought back John Hunter, our WWE expert, to help us break down the previous uh, pay-per-view uh, fast lane and kind of set ourselves up for WrestleMania or what we think is going to happen at WrestleMania. Uh, it's really kind of a, another flat pay-per-view, not really anything really exciting, but that's to be expected with WWE. They never really changed too much right before WrestleMania, but we have some ideas of how they could shake up the show, what could make it better, and we're still hoping out that WrestleMania is going to be awesome like it always is. So make sure to let us know what you guys thought about the pay-per-view and let us know what you think of what's going on in WrestleMania and check out our other podcast, and we'll be back on regular schedule next week. gentlemen oh what's going on Hunter? well hello there <laughs> mark <laughs> you, you sound so thrilled mark i said well hello <laughs> oh, I sorry i just sorry just uh trying to unwind after this day so what'd you guys think of the pay-per-view well um i think i'd give it a solid c you're generous you were really generous yeah. <laughs> I just, I, I mean, it seemed like a, it just seemed like another Raw. Really. The, it didn't seem like a pay-per-view to me. Like, it just seemed like Raw. It, that's exactly what it was. Because on Raw, basically, nothing ever changes. It's always a build-up to the pay-per-view. And then the pay-per-view is when you have the big changes. But nothing happened this go-around. Um, I, what, one yeah, title change, that was yeah. it? boring yeah and well yeah then that title change was meh. um yeah i don't know i just i think this for raw especially right now like i just think the storylines are boring and it just kind of trickles over into the pay-per-view like you know i mean i don't know how how long are pay-per-views again are they four hours three hours three hours well like three hours, three hours some change so, yeah right so so it's the same, like, it's the same length as a Raw, you know? Right. And so what, like I said, like, what, how can it be that different, you know? For at least the Raw side, like, the SmackDown side, like, yeah, you get another hour, you know, you can do some other stuff, but it's just, I don't know, I feel like it's just turning into, like, the same kind of stories over and over again. There's nothing really, I don't know, I don't, I, there's... There's nothing really to it, I don't think. Well, my issue with like with this pay per view was that did it not seem like like every single match ended the same way with some sort of type of interference? Like yeah. So going down um, the like or the major ones. So the the Raw Tag Team Champions match between Gallows Anderson versus Enzo and uh, Big Cass that was because of interference. Um, then the cruiserweight championship with Neville and Jack Gallagher didn't Rich Swan have it or no was it? Um, uh, Brian Kendrick. Brian Kendrick, mm -hmm. that's what it was. Interference. 
Roman Reigns and Braun Strowman. There was interference in that one. Um, Bailey defeating Charlotte. Interference with um, Sasha. Sasha Banks. Sasha. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, uh, Jericho coming out and inter- not necessarily interfering, but the you know taking away Kevin Owens's like attention from Goldberg and losing his title to Goldberg. Yeah, the it it just it waters it down, right? You know, like having some interference in is can be exciting depending on the match, but when you do it every time, it's like. Okay, and all they did was kind of like you said, all all they did, that wasn't even to advance. Here's the thing. This is why it was so much like a Raw, I think, because a lot of those little storylines weren't even necessarily to advance WrestleMania. It was to advance Raw the next night. Right. Because look at look at the outcome of the next night. That's That's what most of them was. The tag team championships were on the line again, right? <clears throat> And Enzo and Cass lost again. And this time, what was it? Oh, an interference with Sheamus and Cesaro. Dude, how many, how good, like, how many times can you watch Enzo go for that gigantic tag leap and get kicked in the face or, like, slammed (laughs) down or up? That thing is hilarious. Like, that move right there, it comes every single match. Enzo goes for the the long tag, you know, um, and gets just clobbered. And the what was it? Uh, Gallows just kicks him right square in the face. It was dead on. That was hilarious. Well, I'd, much, I'd much rather see that than all the Superman punches that Roman Reigns does. Oh, oh yeah, that was garbage. Hunter, which uh, what match did you like the most? Oh goodness, uh, actually, I, I have two. Okay. Um, so I liked uh, Samoa Joe and Sami Zayn. That was a good uh, one. They, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, they're both solid. You know, they have like a high work rate. Um, they both have like a huge repertoire. Of moves like the complete opposite of Roman Reigns, right? Um, so and it's just like you know, like the, like Joe is the quintessential heel. He's just such a badass, um, and Sammy's like a huge fan favorite. So the, those two went at it um, pretty good. And then I actually like the cruiserweights um, mm-hmm. with Neville and uh, Jack Gall- uh, Gallagher, 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 whatever Gallagher, Gallagher yeah. Um, uh, because the, again, you know, the cruiserweights are just fun to watch because they're so like high flying things like that. Um, and Neville uh, even pulled out the um, red arrow to, to wrap things up, which, yep. mm-hmm. which, which so apparently, awesome. he apparently doesn't like doing as a heel because it gets too much of a pop from the audience. They like cheer his move, and, and that goes like against his character. Right. So I thought that's kind of interesting. No, I agree with you. The the cruiserweight match between Neville and Gallagher was actually pretty entertaining because, like, like I like Neville, but I think Gallagher's garbage. But he actually impressed me wrestling style because like, mm-hmm. just in, like when you look at him, he does not look like a wrestler. Like his, oh like, my god, I mean, absolutely not. He looks like a eighteen fifties boxer where he's you know holding his duke dukes up. Fisticuffs, yeah, fisticuffs. <laughs> um, he the thing with Gallagher though is I I I agree he obviously isn't intimidating or physically like you know kind of opposing or anything, but he he's very charismatic i think he's good on the mic yes he is definitely and i think that kind of this back and forth thing that he and neville have because neville is i've you know hunter i think i told you a while back to watch out for neville remember you you, you told me that like almost a year ago yeah yeah and um and you know his heel is a little bit different on the mic but still got on the mic so you know i think that's what makes that so appealing as well as you have two good wrestlers um that 
have this 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 charisma to them that just seems to kind of work. Like I'm interested in those two like going against each other. Right. You know what I mean? Which I can't always say about some of the other ones. Um but uh yeah, I don't know. I, I thought that was I agree, I thought that was one of the better matches. Um I thought that was one of the better matches of the evening. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely looking forward to WrestleMania when it's gonna be Neville versus Rich Swan because we already got like a a glimpse of it on Monday Night Raw and seeing Rich Swan do his his version of the Swanton Bomb um, and everything, which is crazy. And then uh, Neville landed his perfect. You see how he popped straight up yeah. after he. La- I mean, that was like perfect landing on it. Um, and uh, like that, uh, there the rumor is is that they're going to try to figure out how to get Akira Tozawa um, into that match okay. too, like a three way match or something like yeah. that. Yeah. But because well, he's those, awesome too. Yeah. Oh yeah. The the tag well, match to kick off was good. Uh, where, where, hold on one second. Where does um, Austin Aries kind of fit into this? Because on, I think it was on Raw the next night. He was interviewing Neville and like and beat yeah. the crap out of him. Yeah, well, and then he he like announced that he's joining the cruiserweights. So I I, I can only assume they're gonna put him um, kind of at, at the top somewhere. Maybe because Aries just had that promo package been showing on mm-hmm. for what like two three weeks now and something mm-hmm. yeah. made absolutely no sense. Like let's watch my promo package and like why right. and then. It, it finally made sense. Some people were caught on to it earlier that they that basically was going to join the cruiserweight division. Um, and I, I don't know. I think his, his character was good at NXT. Um, was well, of... I think what they're, I think what they're trying to do as well is the, the one kind of thing that I think was holding the cruiserweights back even before Neville really got involved with the cruiserweights. Cause I mean, if you remember he was on the, I mean, a main roster guy right before the cruiserweights even started. So, and it's nothing against like rich Swan or any of them, but I sense a lot of them were newer. I don't think very many of them were that great on the mic or charismatic yet. So then if you get like a Neville and, um, you know, Gallagher and these other guys, I think that they're trying to kind of, give the cruiserweights more of a, of of a story i guess rather than just being the cruiserweights is the way that i kind of yeah. see it yeah oh yeah um but yeah making it a triple threat or a fatal four way or something like that like i'd be fine with that i think that'd be like i don't think i mean i don't think i've ever had a fatal four way or a triple threat cruiserweight like can you imagine that like yeah, flying all over the place you'd have to go back to like wcw days with ray mysterio and kidman yeah and, um you know that that and who and guerrero Ubutud Guerrero, oh, yep. Good pull. Um, Disco Inferno was in the cruiserweight for a while there. <laughs> he was also in the NWO Wolfpack. Yes, he too. was. That was hilarious. Everybody <laughs> was in the D- Wolfpack. Dean Malenko was in there too, wasn't yep. he? Yep, Dean Malenko. Dean Malenko. When he tried to get the, the four horsemen back and Ric Flair wouldn't come back to WCW. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, screw this shit, I'm out. <laughs> so... Um, so what about the garbage matches that they introduced in the middle of the pay-per-view oh. with uh, oh Rusev and Jinder? That was out of nowheresville. That like that was dumb. Yeah. So first off, this is how you know when a pay-per-view is going to suck is when the owner the and the creative director don't even show up. So Stephanie McMahon pulls off this <laughs> fake um stuck at an airport type deal and calling through the phone. That's when I knew I was like, oh, this is going to be a bad pay-per-view when you don't even have Stephanie McMahon or Triple H showing up to the pay-per-view and they leave Mick Foley in charge. And the only thing that Mick Foley did being in charge for the night was give two singles matches for <laughs> Jinder and 
and Rusev, and it was Cesaro so... against Jinder, which that was a oh. mismatch. Like, that oh. to me looked horrible because Cesaro's so good, like, so technically sound as a wrestler that it just looks so uncomfortable for him because you could see him trying to do suplexes and Jinder was all over the place. And then Big Show versus Rusev was like watching, uh, like, old school, like, when, um, oh. what's his name? Mark Henry and, and Big Show would, would go at it with each other. It's just so slow. Yes. And... Yes. I mean, they just, it didn't make sense. So it wasn't even something that was appealing. I mean, you had all of a sudden a, an, an odd tag team group anyways. And then all of a sudden they're like, we don't want to be friends anymore. And then someone else is like, I should be on the show. So they're like, okay, you two fight. It just, it just didn't make any sense. And right. was, they were just ugh, boring. And the, like their acting skills are, are not the greatest, you know. So it was kind of like when they were doing that scene with Mick, that was ooh, that was rough. Struggling. Yeah. And then it's kind of weird watching Lana now, knowing her that her real accent's like pure American, and she pulls yeah. off that <laughs> Russian accent and stuff like that. Because I like I never knew that. Like I I thought she had like a, I didn't think it was that thick of an Eastern European accent. But I thought she had one, and then I watched Total Divas, and she talks better English than I do. Yeah, I think she's she from like South Florida or something. Yeah, like that, I mean, born she's and raised. Like, yeah, I'm from South Florida. My parents are from Eastern Europe, but I'm not. You know, like, <laughs> oh, okay, never oh. mind then. If yeah. they want to make her more intimidating, they should make her like Dolph Lundgren's woman in uh, Rocky Four, and give Ooh, her like the the high cut, the flat top. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh gosh. Yes. <laughs> Break him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah see oh yeah that'd be hilarious oh. yeah but i mean once again i just like i said i it just i don't know i after you know looking at fast lane and then raw the next evening like it, it out of six hours worth of wrestling i maybe enjoyed a, an hour total of it all well the one thing i tell you what that I cannot watch anymore, and it's just for, like, the sake of, like, safety. Like, I can't watch this. Like, I'd rather watch Roman Reigns' Superman Punch than watch this match as Sasha Banks versus, versus Nia. Uh, Jax, yeah. Because, That's oh, cheap. my God. That, Nia, like, I, I, I'm scared to go in the ring with her. She legit oh, just throws Sasha around like like a rag doll. Which is, like, why, I, the end, which is why the end didn't make any sense. The, the like, roll-up? Yeah, the roll-up. You like yeah, that's like you're you're getting tossed around like a rag doll and then all of a sudden like you're gonna do a Samoa job. Oh, quick roll up. It's like wait, what? Now I've heard did you guys uh either read stories or hear that it was accidentally botched and that's not the way it was supposed to go? No, I didn't hear that. It looked like it looked like it wasn't supposed <clears throat> to end that way. So I, I and I like I said, I don't know if this is just kind of the rumor mill or what, but um when she had rolled her. I think she was supposed to grab the rope, and because it would make her look kind of more heelish a little bit, yeah. Because she's grabbing the rope and like winning off of uh, off of cheating. But either she was too far away, is what they're speculating. But like that wasn't it wasn't supposed to happen like that. Yeah, she was too far away from the ropes. Like yeah, watching that, she was way too far away. To for to grab rope or anything like that. because it I didn't think look they're trying legit. to make her right. I think they're trying to make her a bit more heel, 
So I don't know if that, you know, is to make Bailey stick out. I don't know. Well, but, um, it would make sense since, like, Sasha wanted a title match against Bailey at right. WrestleMania to, like, right. hey, we're best friends. Oh, not anymore. I really just want the title. Right. But I think that also made it, would have made it look somewhat more realistic if, like, she's holding the ropes to cheat to win rather oh, yeah. than just this random roll up. And, you know, she was just thrown around the ring and all of a sudden she catches Nia Jax by surprise, which is just like, wait, what? Right, yeah. There's Look, there's no way physically Sasha could have taken down Nia Jax in real life or, like, in legit. So they had to do a roll-up type. I knew that that was going to happen. I figured she, either Sasha was going to win by disqualification, like Nia was going to do something, or Charlotte was going to come out, or something similar to that, a roll-up, or referee gets knocked unconscious type deal and then Sasha takes out a two by four and whacks her over the head (laughs) look if you're bringing out the kendo sticks for uh Natalia and uh and um Nikki Bella Nikki Bella I mean come on bring out the two by four you know I think what would make each show a little bit more interesting is if each show introduced like one other type of belt I don't know what it is but, like, I feel like a lot of them, they need a European championship type of belt, I feel like. And I think that's what would make the the um, Rusev, Cesaro, Sheamus type of matches seem somewhat more interesting. So call it the, the Trump belt? And make it all immigrants <laughs> into this country. <laughs> you are not. You are not allowed to get the heavyweight belt, but you can get the Trump belt. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. No, but I, I don't know. I mean, what do you guys think about? It? I just feel like, you know, each show has uh, tag team champ. Let's see, what does Raw have? Universal tag team. Um, uh, United States. United States cruiserweight, right? Right. And yeah. And, well, women. So, like, each show has their own, like, heavyweight championship. Each show has their own right. tag, tag team champion. Um, and then, was it? Um, it's in inter- the, the Intercontinental. Intercontinental's over on SmackDown. U.S. is on, on Raw. Raw. Yeah. yeah. No, the, the, the problem is, though, is so, so Jericho's the current, like, he's, like, the U.S. champion. Right. When is the last time he's defended that? Right. It's been yeah, a while, I mean? yeah. Like, like, yeah, you know, and same thing for like I think Dean Ambrose on SmackDown. He's the Intercontinental Champion. Like, when is the last time he defended that? You know, he was like, for example, back to the SmackDown pay per view, uh, Elimination Chamber. He was in the elimination, uh, the Elimination Chamber. So the Intercontinental Title wasn't being defended on that pay per view, which is somewhat problematic. So again, you have these, you, you kind of have these mid card belts, but they're not being defended every week, uh, you know, like, like they should be. Right. So you know, the Rusevs and Cesaros don't have anything to really to really shoot for because the matches just aren't there. Well, and it's weird, too, because if you look at it, they'll say, like, for some belts and some people, like, you have to defend it within 30 days or else it's, you know. And yeah, like other Naomi, ones... they took away her belt, like, immediately. Granted, she's injured and she's going to be out longer than 30 right. days. But they pull that rule up. Oh, you have to be able to defend it in 30 days. I mean, they stripped her of their belt like that. But then I feel like they don't do that for, obviously, other things. Like Hunter was just talking about with, you know, the Intercontinental Championship, like what, like, I don't, I don't even remember the last time there was a match for that. Or like you said, uh, Hunter, there was one for the, I mean, even the U.S. champion. Yeah. Well, I know there's supposed to be one with Kevin, but still though, like, I mean, recently, you know, I can't 
even remember see but to your point like that that see that's what kind of got me about raw was that like kevin like so in real life okay let's say ufc or boxing if you're the champ and you lose the title you should automatically get a rematch why didn't kevin owens get a quick rematch against goldberg i mean come on there could have been another 30 second display of what happened on the pay-per-view right like if you want to kind of legitimize the world wrestling entertainment industry, they've got to take a better approach on this and kind of be more adaptable to how sports are today. And more people are conscious of, you know, the rankings of athletes. So like UFC that, you know, has their number one contender and then they rank all the other athletes behind them for that, for that belt. So you're number two, you're number three, you're number four, you're number five, you're number six. So if you want a shot at the title, you got to beat the number one contender type deal you got to rise to the ranks that's what really what wwe is missing is because it's with these part-timers coming back a lot of these new guys that they could be doing that with you know um as the number one contender is the number three overall you know heavyweight you know division and so forth and or like u.s division and stuff that's what they're missing because you don't know who's fighting for what anymore no, I mean it's it's all over the place for sure. Um, I think you're absolutely. I think having a ranking system kind of uh, like you said legitimizes it a little bit, and you can kind of see you know like what the path is. And I think you had a good point, like with the, with the part timers, like they just come out of nowhere. You right. know, like, like Goldberg and the and and next thing you know, he, like he's got the belt, and you're like, and people who've been there for a while, you know, have like no shot at it. So it's just it's all over the place. And like so, when. Finn Balor comes back. Is he going to face mm-hmm. Brock Lesnar now? Like, when does he get his shot at the title? You know, because I'm I'm a, I'm going to assume that Brock will beat Goldberg at WrestleMania, and Finn Balor is supposed to be coming back sometime around WrestleMania, so he should get his shot. And now he's got to go up against Brock Lesnar, who fights once every three months. <laughs> exactly. So we'll, yeah. we'll see that at what SummerSlam then? Probably WrestleMania 35. Yeah. yeah exactly. I mean, yeah, it's like I get it because you know the people, the the people who come back, the part timers, they do bring a draw for one reason or another. Right. You know, I mean, I was super excited when Goldberg was coming back because I'm a big Goldberg fan. But it's it's that sort of thing like you were talking about, Hunter. Like, I have a really hard time with a with a part-timer getting a belt belt, or at least like the you know prestigious belt because it's just they're not i don't feel like that's what they're there for i feel like they're there for many of the people to kind of like you know kind of pull the backing in a little bit you know be like oh yeah it's great seeing them again or even giving them you know a a, a different belt you know you want to give them an intercontinental belt or, or, you know, maybe a USJ or something like that, you know? Yeah. But to have like the main belt, it just doesn't, I don't know. It just, it's hard for me to wrap my mind around because having you know, an old timers belt, you know? Just, yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, because really, of, of course, it's just, you know, the only time it's going to be defended is the next pay per view. Without a doubt. I mean, nothing's going to happen. In between then and there, you probably won't even have a match for it in between the rest or in between the pay-per-views. Yeah, which I mean, I'm fine with that. Like, if you, you know, if you want to give Brock Lesnar the title, okay, that's fine. But he's got to be able to defend it. You know, not every Raw or some of that, but you know, 
not every other pay-per-view because that's what it's come down to now ever since the rebranding is now pay-per-views are getting alternated between raw and smackdown so you won't see brock lesnar fight for four to five weeks you know and so the the honor of having the you know the championship belt kind of gets tainted a little bit that way and stuff um and then so like kurt angle is supposed to be so he's getting inducted in the hall of fame of wrestlemania and the rumor is he's coming back for one or two matches so who is he gonna fight who is he gonna go up against that that, that whole whole ordeal and then the hardy boys are rumored to be coming back to wwe they were you know spotted at the um you know at the headquarters and stuff like that supposedly they're just in negotiations but you know if they come back and do they jump into the the tag team championships whatever show they join you know? i say yes because i think that the tag team championships need spiced up a little bit i'm oh, not I, I, i'm not thrilled with the either the, either show either, yeah sorry. either one yeah. Dude, I, I'll tell you what though, I do love Enzo and Big Cass. They're like they've grown on me. Yeah, I like them, but I just I'm not that interested in any of the other tag teams. Yeah. I'm just you know and, like Cesaro and Sheamus. Yeah. Oh gosh, I think it's so dumb. Um. Well, the weird thing about that, I won't get too off on too much of a tangent. Remember they had that they had that huge feud. It was the best out of sevens matches and this and that. Oh, yeah. And then all of a sudden they're tag team. It's like, what just happened? Well, yeah, um, dude, do you remember the, the, the caveat? It was like the winner would get like a, a title shot and they like tied or something like that. And then the, the title shot was, they were going to work together for a title shot at the tag team. And that, that was, that was the whole thing. Um, but kind of to your point, Mark, there are, there, there's, there's, again, we, I feel like we talk about this all the time. There's no tag teams on like either side. You know, there's Enzo and Cass, there's Gales and Anderson, and there's Cesaro and Sheamus on Raw, and that's and that's, I that, that's yeah, it. New Day. And I know we, you know, we go back to the oh god, don't get me started on the New Day. <laughs> and I know we go oh, back gosh. to like the Attitude Era and stuff like that. I I obviously know it's not that, but like you think about even then though, and it's like every tag team, like even um uh oh god, Scotty Too Hotty and um. Oh, Grandmaster God, sexy, too, right? Too cool. <laughs> too cool. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like, they, or, you know, it was just, like, they weren't great, but they were still entertaining. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, or you just had so many different oh, tag man. teams. I, and then I mean, the, you, the obvious, like, Dudley Boys, Edge and Christian, all them. What right? happened to the Dudley Boys? They just dropped out of nowhere. Like, because remember, well, they, they were. They got, yeah, they, like, lost, and then wasn't that, like, their. Like ret- they like lost their retirement match or something like that. So that was their retirement match. Oh yeah. Yeah. Wow. And they got it. It was weird because their retirement match was a tables match, and they lost. I was like, "What in the world just happened?" Like for any, <laughs> I don't know. It didn't make any real sense to me, but uh-huh. I guess not a lot right now does. But I'm still telling you the way to go, which this will never happen. But um, for me, I think is. Well, it's definitely not going to happen, but you take Undertaker and put him in a match with Goldberg and Brock Lesnar, and I don't care, throw Roman Reigns in there, whatever. Um, Give Undertaker the belt. He can retire with the belt. Goldberg wouldn't have the belt anymore. Vacate the belt and have, like, a tournament for it to get it back. Then you could get the other, like, young guys or whatever in there. But then, you know, Goldberg could have had the belt, and then um, Undertaker could have had the belt, and yay, everybody's happy. 
but then get it to someone who can wrestle week in, week out. Right. No, I think that sets you up for like a lot of long-term success as well, too, though. So like, like that's an awesome WrestleMania pay-per-view. So uh, it'd be like Undertaker, Lesnar, and Goldberg for like for the title. Like, like I will all watch that in two seconds. That sounds awesome. And then, like you said, have like a you know have like eight people, like an eight-person tournament, and then have it you know have them fight it out on Raw, and then the next that that could be the the um the main event for the next raw exclusive pay-per-view is the two remaining seeds battle out for the, for the vacated title or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. But, but I mean, that just sounds more entertaining and it kind of gives us that ranking that we were talking about a little, a little earlier yeah. too. I mean, well, they used to do WWE used to do like, what were they called? The WD power rankings. I think do you remember yeah, that they used to do a power rankings. <laughs> yeah. And it was like who went up or down that week and yeah. why, and that made it, that made it interesting. That made even some of the mid card people interesting to follow, like how high they jumped or low they sank because of whatever it was. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just I don't know, lacking. Yeah, the only problem with your thing is now you have to wait for um, Undertaker to beat the crap out of Roman Reigns. Now, yeah, I know. Which, yep. What happened? I, I'm. I mean, how do you guys feel about? The Roman Reigns Undertaker thing. That was complete garbage. The way they set that up. <laughs> I'm sorry. Without a doubt, there was no thought process into that whatsoever. It's like, okay, we're going to have Taker face Roman Reigns, but how are we going to set it up for WrestleMania? I got an idea. We're going to have Roman Reigns defeat Braun Strowman, and then Strowman's going to come out on Raw and call out Reigns. But instead of getting Reigns, he's going to get Taker, and he's going to be scared. He's going to walk away, and then Reigns is going to walk up and be like, hey, man, you was calling me out, not you. Like, what bullshit was that? <laughs> Garbage. Like, a five-year-old could come up with a, a better storyline <clears throat> to set that, that match up. I'd rather see Braun Strowman versus Undertaker. Oh, I thought that's what oh, was going to happen. Awesome. I thought, awesome. I thought legit that they they were like, I was thinking, oh shit, they they just they went back on what what you know what the rumor said and you know wanted to do something different and it was going to be Braun Strowman versus Taker. You know, not saying that Braun Strowman was going to get vaulted up into superstardom, you know, but those two at least look eye to eye to each other. Roman Reigns has to look up at Taker. Hey man. He was calling me out. This is my territory, old timer. I was like, "Geez, you got yeah, my yard now, or whatever." Yeah. Right? Oh my god, this is, that was that was just complete garbage. Anything? Yeah, I, I, uh, yeah, I don't. I mean, what is it gonna take? Do you guys think for WWE to get back on track? Because we had talked a while back about better storylines, you know. Yeah, it's like, why do you think that this is still something? Because I feel like that is what everyone is saying, right? Look, like, the I talent's feel... there. The ta- like the new the yeah. new guys are talented as can be. You every single person, even Kevin Owens, who like I have my criticism about him because when you look at him compared to some of the other talent and stuff, like that, he just doesn't look like a wrestler. But at least he he can actually hold his own in the ring. But there's just no storyline to it anymore. It's like. Mick Foley as a GM is just an old man walking around backstage. That's it. Well, isn't he supposed to be getting, like, surgery soon? Yeah, uh, hip surgery, I think. Right, and so they're thinking so that thought... angle might be taken over that 
That's uh, uh, that's why they keep I, on making them be operated by it. I'll tell you what. I feel like the storyline problems um, are definitely more like raw centric, whereas like SmackDown yeah. are, are are more. Um, well, they're, they're definitely edgier for sure. When you get Randy Orton burning down, <laughs> that was hilarious. Ever, you know, well, which is I was like, holy hell, what the hell is going on? This was awesome. And you that know, fight so. was awesome between Orton and AJ Styles. Yes, that yeah. was. Yeah, and and you know, you know what's clutch is they have their top guys actually wrestle. Right. You know what I mean. Yeah. Like, so Styles and Orton and Wyatt and and uh, uh, Dean Ambrose, you know, that they go out there and they wrestle. You know, not the titles aren't always on the line, but at least you have your top guys going out there and performing. And the the storylines are good. I, I mean, there's a few that are a little sketchy right now. Like there was um, what was the other night? It was oh, uh, Cena and um, oh, Miz. Yeah, which, which oh, is fine, but yeah. like, but but Cena and I, um, Nikki Bella versus freaking James Ellsworth. And, and Carmella, that was like God. the worst match. That, that, that sucked. Okay, like, so the sucked. match sucked, but just the thought process of it was like, oh my God, this is going to be hilarious. Uh, but it didn't turn out to be as... Like, my, in my mind, I literally thought that the guy was going to get his like back broken in half by Cena. Oh my gosh. Uh, you, you couldn't have a bigger mismatch. Right. Oh, oh without a doubt. The only oh. weird thing for... And this is minor, trust me, because I actually like a lot of the SmackDown stories. Um, but the only... <clears throat> minor thing for me is like obviously Randy Orton was like you know in his trance or whatever it's like he won the Royal Rumble and it was like a pretty big deal that he won it but then he's right. like no I'm not doing that and then all of a sudden he's like just kidding I'm gonna burn down mm-hmm. um, burn down your house bitch <laughs> yeah and and then and now I'll have a different match to see if i go to the title it was just like right. yeah that didn't make sense this that, weird backwards yeah. way it almost <clears throat> meant like so why did he win the royal rump like it was just right. it was weird to me but you know whatever that match with AJ styles was freaking awesome um the other thing that i liked about smackdown though was um the uh with the women's division what they said for the stipulation for the title match um when Daniel Bryan said, "Okay, you know what? You think you're the best. Well, it's you're going to be challenging every or every woman's going to challenge you. So like the whole women's roster is like going to fight for the title. Yep. Which is I, I like see like that sort of thing. That's cool because you know even though I feel like Raw has some of the stronger um, female wrestlers, you know the storyline over there has gotten pretty stagnant. You know." Whereas with um, SmackDown, like that's a that's a pretty cool idea. Like, why not throw them all together and see what happens? Yeah, no, yeah. I definitely agree. You know, and I think it's I think it, it partly because of look who's running the show and and representing the show. So you know, like Shane McMahon coming back and everything like that, and then also I thought it was a smart decision bringing Daniel Bryan. Um, back and as a GM, you know Daniel Bryan is not going to have like himself being misrepresented because the the guy, you know, not saying anything negative about McFoley or anything like that, but you know the way that Daniel Bryan presents himself as the GM actually makes it look like a legit GM. Where on Raw they keep doing this, you know, mix the the GM, but he gets ripped to shreds by Stephanie McMahon, and so I basically setting up for Mick to step down and Angle to take over, you know, type mm-hmm. thing. 
Um, yeah, dude. I, I, um, Daniel and Shane, like they actually, I mean, they, they work well together. They're yes. Super cohesive. They're they're on the same page. Uh, I don't know. Speaking of Shane, I don't know if you guys saw it or not, but like, um, there was a thing on on the WWE YouTube channel where after the match, like AJ Styles like lost his mind and like got in Shane McMahon's face. Uh, so word on the street is that they're setting up AJ Styles versus Shane McMahon for WrestleMania. That'd be awesome. Oh, that'd be cool. So yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they were pretty much like coming to blows with each other. And they had to be separated. Uh, you, you don't think the road dog Jesse James? <laughs> yes. Oh, I saw that. I saw that. They had to, like separate him. I was like, oh, road dog, road dog. <laughs> uh, so, but yeah, I mean, I, you know, it's our. I feel like WrestleMania. The cards already kind of, uh, you know, pr- pretty much filled out for the most part. You know, you have Lesnar and Goldberg. You have. Um, Orton and Wyatt. You're, you're probably going to have Shane uh, and AJ. Mm-hmm. Um, Reigns and Taker. And, and, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, R- R- uh, R- Roman and Taker. Um, you're going to have a, a, ta- um, a WWE uh, Raw tag team of some kind, whether it's uh, Anderson and Gallows versus Cesaro and Sheamus or Enzo and Cass. Um, I'm, sh- I'm sure there'll be a uh, SmackDown tag team of some kind, but I feel like American Alpha doesn't get um, an- enough enough pub either. Which is somewhat frustrating. Yeah. Well, I guess what I'm what I'm a little um, I don't know. I, I, what I'd like to see, I guess, is like some cross brand matches. I feel like we had a few of those at previous joint pay per views. You know, I'd like to see someone from SmackDown go against someone from Raw, and I'm not sure if that's going to happen or not. Um, I know. Like, I, I mean, like, hey, who, who would it be? <clears throat> you know, like for before, I think I, I forget. Was it? It might have been SummerSlam or Survivor Series where. Um, so I forget who it was, but they challenged for the cruiserweight title, and if they won, the cruiserweights came to SmackDown. That's uh, right. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, I remember that. Th- that's what I was gonna ask too, because they did that somewhere where so. like it wasn't a second draft, but yeah, people were like swapping sides. Right. It, I, 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 yeah, I Survivor Series. I, I again, they all kind of run together a little bit, but you know, I, I think if you're gonna have. A, you know the the rosters from both both shows in the same place. You know, get a little cross promotional thing going. No, definitely. I mean, I think they should do a redraft after after WrestleMania, or some sort of type, um, like just reassemble. Like I know they're 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 planning on doing a women's tournament that's going to include both like both sides. I, 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 I saw that. Yeah, that'll be off. Awesome. That will that, be like, what. See, see. So. Hey Mark, you've been calling for this for a while, like kind of combining the women's division uh, yep. and like you know putting it on one show, but like having a women's tournament with the participants from both shows on there, like that that'll be legit, you know, because you'll I, have you yeah, know, I mean, Bailey, Sasha, uh, Naomi, Alexa Bliss, like you'll have you know every, everyone's top ladies uh, all in the same place. I, you know, I'm not sure what what they're competing for. Is there is there? I think they're gonna uh, they're gonna blend it together. I think they're with the they're gonna see how things go, see the popularity mm-hmm. of it. But the idea is, it's kind of what Mark had been mentioning for a while now is, you know, having the cruiserweights on one show and the women on yep. another. Um, mm. Maybe not exactly like that, but notice how the cruiserweights are on both shows. They're going to try to do it where they're going to bring the, the women's division back to one and like the, the women will just alternate. So on one week, they'll be on Raw, like a group will be on Raw. Oh, and the yeah. next week, well, they'll be on SmackDown. So they won't necessarily be on back-to-back shows since they're live both nights in right. you know monday tuesday but instead it is like you know say um charlotte will appear on raw in s- some sort of match on raw monday night then the following week she'll be on smackdown and they'll just yeah. kind of 
they'll have a certain group of women just kind of stay either with Raw or with SmackDown and then have the, the bigger names jump back and forth. Um, and they're talking about maybe doing that with the, the part-timers as well uh, that come back now. Because, like we've said, is Raw has been like really heavy with the, with the part-timers. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think, too, so those are my, like two main things is either – you know, separate the groups or do exactly what you were just talking about. And the other thing is, once again, they need to bring factions back. Um, I don't care how large, small, whatever they are, but like the Wyatt family was awesome. And I know they want to like let them do their, their singles thing and let that happen. But I feel like the stories were so much better when you have the, like the little groups, even really, I didn't mind Roman Reigns when he was a part of the Shield. The Shield. I actually kind of like, yeah, I actually kind of like just that that idea of the of a group and how they were just like getting into everything. And like I said, I get it; they want people to to give them their own singles run. But I don't know. I just something about having factions. I think makes the stories more intriguing because you never know, like if they're going to hop into a a match or if they're, you know, not, or who they're going to get involved with. Um, that's actually when I really started getting into wrestling was when there was like the corporation and all that, you know, the nation of domination and, the, you know, uh, the, like the brood and so yeah. on and so forth. Yeah, exactly. And I, I think that just makes it interesting. Even when it's more, I mean, Look at the you know the four horsemen or the NWO like DX all these like I don't know just bringing all these wrestlers together. I mean there was one time in the WWE you know it's like the corp uh, the corporation then the corporate ministry and then it was against the uh, what, uh, what were they called the U not the was it the union no what were they called it was Big Show Mick Foley or Mankind Ken Shamrock. And the, the authority? Tess. No, oh, it's no. gonna bug me. Um, oh my gosh, it's gonna. I don't. Yeah, I'm gonna have to look it up. Yeah, Mark, I don't know if you watch much uh, NXT, but there's they kind of have that going on right now. Shocking, because NXT has their shit together. Uh-huh. Um, they have a group called like like Sanity, and uh-huh. uh, like all the all the members look like they were in like Slipknot, and you know they, they have like, oh, a really yeah, kind of yeah. spooky vibe to them. But you know, you know, like you said, there's like you know five members in the group, and sometimes they wrestle singles. Sometimes they do like a tag team thing. You know, sometimes they get involved in each other's matches, and that's you know. They, but they just like come out together and have like this look about them. And like you know, again, it's just kind of uh, talking about what you're saying, like you know, a, a large, not, no, not not too big. You're not talking like 20 people. But, you know, like a five to seven person group um, that kind of is united and like you know. Um, you know, like, like the NWO and all the other ones they already mentioned, it just kind of makes a lot of sense. And, and that's definitely lacking right now, for sure, on both uh, SmackDown and Raw. Yes. Agreed. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, sorry, I looked it up, and it was the union. And it started off with I... Mankind, Big Show, testing Ken Shamrock, because some of them got kicked out of the corporation. That's right. Now, it was also called Up Yours, Meaning union of people you honor, oh, respect, yes. son. I remember up yours. <laughs> I remember so, up yours. Oh, my yeah, gosh. Yeah, there you go. You're welcome. You're welcome. 
<laughs> oh, that's great. What was the one that The Rock was a part of, which uh, Vince McMahon and stuff, when he was a heel? The, oh, the, the corporation? Corporate. Yeah, corporate. That, yeah, that's right. It was, uh, let's see, it was The Rock, um, Ken Shamrock, Big Boss Man. Um, Triple H was a part of it? I feel like Triple H was a part of it then. I don't know, I'm going to have to look that one up. But yeah, that's when it was, it was awesome then. Yeah, oh, the, the corporation was one of the better groupings and stuff like that for the WWE. Um, no, I mean, I think it, the big issue has been injuries to the roster, but then also splitting the roster. Now you gotta you gotta find group, you gotta find partnerships that work. Because I mean, right now, like you get these partnerships like Cesaro and yeah. Sheamus, you know, it's good. It's okay. Yeah, yeah, but it's not gonna nothing to last. Um, you know, like basically the tag teams that are right now with American Alpha, the Usos have been around for a while now, Enzo and Big Cass, the Anderson and Gallows, you know, that's basically what we're getting right now. Because everybody else in the singles matches, there's not like, I don't know, there's not a, like, there's no one I would put together on Raw that would make a good faction together. Right. No, you're right. Absolutely. But I think some of it take, like you said, maybe doing some shuffling around either after WrestleMania or, I don't know, some other time. Yeah, definitely. After WrestleMania, I think just not necessarily a reset, but just kind of a refresher and change things up a little bit. So, um, all right. Thinking about towards WrestleMania, is there any shot Roman Reigns beats Undertaker? If he does, I'll be... I will seriously be so mad. Like, I'll be, oh, I'll be mad. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm going to say no. Uh, you just, yeah, I don't, I, oh gosh. I, I, I have a difficult time envisioning it, which is, uh, you know, really frustrating. And you again, you know, you, you just had Taker beat Braun Strowman. Now you're going to beat the Undertaker. Like, like, you can't continually build this guy up and lead him nowhere when the when the fans don't want it. I I'm telling you, my... I'm t- like money is is that Taker wins, but I'm I would not be shocked. I know, yeah, not be shocked if Roman Reigns won this thing. And here's the thing: is I feel like I'm saying no, it couldn't happen because I'm trying to tell myself that. But like, it's kind of like you said, I I wouldn't be shocked, but at the same time. I really don't think that Reigns will win, but I wouldn't put it past the w- the WWE to do that. Right. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, it's it's straight. Uh, well, well, I don't know if they're going to do it now. Ever since what happened, did you guys hear what The Rock did on Raw? With what he called, called CM, CM Punk? Punk. Yeah. So he, he was felt like after Raw ended. He needed to film a scene for the movie he's doing about Paige. Um, and so he was getting the, the crowd hyped up and everything. And I guess Punk is in the movie, um, you know, for for a couple scenes because um, Paige beats, uh, what was it, AJ Lee, you know, AJ Lee. For, the, for the Divas Championship and stuff. And that's kind of like the, the ultimate, you know, uh, part of the movie, I guess. And so... He has Punk's number and he's trying to call and stuff like that. And supposedly it pissed off the the like Vince and uh, and uh, and Stephanie McMahon and stuff like that. And so 
you know, they always do things for The Rock, and I think that's why they kept Roman Reigns around for so long, because he's related to him, but I think after what he did on Raw, I think they're going to let Reigns take the the beat down from Taker. Good. That, that, that'll be enjoyable to watch. And then how yeah, about, seriously. How about the entire crowd ch- uh, chanting CM Punk for, uh, to Stephanie McMahon on Monday? That was great. Oh, yeah. That was awesome. Oh, goodness. So... What do you think? Who do you guys think is going to win the Universal Championship, Goldberg or Brock Lesnar? I say Lesnar. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Like, I just and this is my frustration with Goldberg. And you know, since his return, he's been in like two matches, I think, and and he was in the Royal Rumble for like three minutes. He's he hasn't taken any bumps. Like, supposedly, you know, this match with Lesnar is supposed to go on. You know, they're supposed to get you know, a good 10, 15 minutes out of it, for uh, hopefully. But I, I just, you know, like he's he's 50 years old. No offense to Goldberg. He looks fantastic for 50. The dude's out there kicking ass, taking names. But, you know, like how long can this kind of go on where you don't wrestle? Or when you do wrestle, it's under a minute. Like, that, like that's a problem. You're going to have the, the universal champion, you know, retain his belt and barely defend it? Like, what the hell is that? Supposedly, he's getting paid, you know, like, some, you know, not ridiculous amount. Like, he's not getting paid a million dollars in matches or whatever and stuff like that. But they were saying that literally he's making close to, like, $3,000 per second, you know, for all the matches, he's the three matches he's been in and stuff like that. Um, you know, wow. it's, it's, like, something ridiculous. I forgot what the – I saw it online, um, you know, but – yeah, I mean, you. There's no way, because the it takes Goldberg longer to walk to the from the backstage <laughs> to the mat than his actual matches do. That's, that's a problem. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean that it, like, and that's what got me about the whole Fastlane because I was when I was watching Fastlane, I was like, okay, you know. I can deal with it. I can, you know, I knew that it was the pay-per-view before WrestleMania. Not a lot of changes were going to happen. I figured, you know, Goldberg's going to win the championship so he can go up against Brock Lesnar for it. And then they do that bullshit where Kevin Owens jumps out of the ring before the bell rings and just kind of walks around. That lasted five minutes. And then all of a sudden he just decides to jump in and says, all right, let's go, let's go. And then Jericho comes out. Why couldn't it have been... Two to three minutes of Kevin Owens running around the ring with the like, or running inside the ring, uh, trying to avoid Goldberg at all costs, you know, with the with the match actually going on. Then Jericho somehow coming out and distracting him. I just didn't understand that. And then so, literally, it took ten seconds for Goldberg to win the championship. So here's my question for you guys: Would you rather have the Universal Champion be someone who? doesn't wrestle week in, week out, or have long matches, but is at every Raw, or a Universal Champion who can wrestle a full match, but isn't on every show like Brock Lesnar. Can I go with option C and just get Finn Balor back and have <laughs> yeah, him right, exactly. wrestle on Raw and the matches? Why? I, yeah, no, exactly. I feel like that's the issue that, because I completely agree with everything you're saying about Goldberg, 100%. But then at the same time, Brock Lesnar will go missing for 
weeks or months and then all of a sudden he's back on a raw out of nowhere and then he's gone again and then he's back and it's just like you know he did the same thing with his when it was the um between he and randy orton right and then he disappeared and then he came back it's just like i don't know yeah no mark i feel like you're just proving why neither of these two should he should hold the belt like after wrestlemania you know because they, they can't be on the shows nor can they put on full matches consistently so, you, you know, you have a roster of, like, you know, a, capable people, you know, whether it's Owens or, or Baylor when he comes back, uh, you know, Seth Rollins, of people who are capable of holding the belt, you know, being at Raw and wrestling complete matches weekly. I, 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 don't, I don't know. I just don't get it. Like, why, does like this, why does this match have to be for the belt? I don't I, I feel don't. like they're trying to make this match kind of like the WrestleMania matches that they'll have, you know, like when there was, like, a Sting versus Triple H. Like, right. A pretty awesome, huge match of like mm-hmm. some of the some of the older guys, but because but the thing with Sting and and Triple H is like, yeah, there was a little bit of a build up to it, obviously, but this has been going on for a while now, so it's almost like it's already lost steam before it's even started. Right, and and the, the Sting Triple H was was already big enough. There there was no title on the line, you know. Right. They, they, didn't, they didn't need a title on the line to like promote that match because it, because it was going to be awesome, like you know, regardless. And you know, this is kind of the same thing. If there's actually a match that goes longer than a minute between these two, it could be pretty damn good. No, I definitely agree. I like if the, if so if it's Brock Lesnar Goldberg and this match isn't longer than ten minutes. Damn, I, I'm gonna shake Goldberg's hand because he basically stole money from the WWE. Yeah, no, especially if it's the, the, the freaking main event. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, if, if this is what you close the show with, and it, and it's another squash, like get the hell out of here. Like people might riot. <laughs> yeah, I'll definitely agree with that. So, um, last question on the on the matchups here: uh, Who wins the? WWE Championship, Randy Orton or Bray Wyatt? Mm. That is a good one. I say Bray. Mm, I'm is. going with Bray. Yeah, you know, I, 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 I think so too. agree with you. I, th- I think I like Bray in that one. Um, yeah, you know, I think he, he's a little younger. Um, you know, he's fairly new to the belt, but I think he's going to retain it. I, I think there'll be some type, some type of outside interference, whether it's from like a, uh, whether it's like Luke Harper, mm-hmm. um, AJ, yeah, yeah, who's actually pretty damn good in the ring. That, that guy's freaking awesome. Um, yeah, in the ring for sure, like as big as he is. Anyway, uh, but I think there'll be uh, some sort of outside interference, uh, and and Bray will retain uh, and and remain the WWE champion, representing the yeah. brand. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with that. I think, you know, he obviously just got it. But not only that, um, he, you know, I guess in a way, Orton kind of sort of turned heel with burning down the Wyatt's place, you know, sort of a thing. Um, so I feel like that that gives, you know, Bray more more of a reason to fight and win and, you know, come out on top sort of a thing um i still see you know i think what will probably happen is the weeks leading up to wrestlemania you'll see orton kind of take the edge over him 
just so at WrestleMania, Wyatt will end up coming out on top. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, um, yeah, I, like, I don't see any reason why you would take the belt away from Bray Wyatt. I mean, right. basically what you guys have said, you know, Randy Orton's Randy Orton. He's going he's gonna to be Randy Orton with or without the title. But having Bray right. Wyatt, you know, have legitimacy and kind of be up there with the some of the other big dogs and stuff like that. He right now at his stage of the game and his character, he needs the title to to kind of. And I think it would re, like kind of reinvigorate because ever since you know hit the the Wyatt family faction got broken up, they've kind of lost that mojo as well. Yeah. Um, so I I definitely don't see a reason why to take the belt away from him there. So, well, that's it for us, guys. Thank you so much for listening. And, um, Hunter, thank you so much for spending some time and breaking down a little WWE action with us. No problem, man. Thanks for having me. Uh, thank you. Uh, make sure you guys listen to our other podcasts. Um, you know, we're, uh, make sure you're checking out Los Fanboys, um, Nine Panel Grid, uh, check out, um, What's the other one? Uh, Weekend Warrior, Comic Uno, all the great things going on at LRMOnline.com. And uh, let us know what you guys want us to talk about. What do you guys think about WWE? Are we on the right path? Do we have the same you know, opinions as you guys? Uh, let us know in the comment section. Uh, give us reviews on iTunes and on SoundCloud. And tell us what you guys think. Because that's basically what it's all about is covering uh, the events and topics that you guys want to listen to. So uh, that's it for Mike and Mark uh, and special guest host John Hunter. Um, check us out next week.